towards the far post. Riston, Anton. Barisha, Diamante. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Barisha. Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! Welcome back to All Out West this week. You are joined by Scott and Wallace. How you going, big fella? Yeah, not too bad. It's about time I featured on this pod and straightened things up and got rid of the cups of tea, I guess. Oh, yeah, we, we get a bit soft. I blame Kelsey. But here's the thing, though, mate. Since uh, the old Tassie trip, you've been MIA. Y- yeah, it has been a while. I, I don't even think I've been to a game yet, so it's it's been very wild. There's been a lot going on off, you know, off scenes. But uh, I think I'm ready to come back now. Wicked, I love it. Well, it's been another big week in the A-League. Melbourne City lifted their first real silverware after winning the league with 48 points. Sydney FC managed to break a losing streak to Crosstown rivals West Sydney Wanderers. Adelaide defeated victory with, victory with a 39-minute Goodwin goal assisted by the Cav Daddy. And Brisbane and Glory battle for sixth spot. So this is the first time City's actually won something. <laughs> um, that isn't the FFA Cup. So it's a, And that was when the FFA Cup wasn't really taken... Seriously, by other teams. So this is a big deal for them, and good good work to them. After ten years and a lot of money, they've developed a good yeah, squad. But yeah, they've actually finally won something, and hopefully we're win it before ten years. We don't have to wait as long as they have. So fingers crossed. Any 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 highlights from the week? Uh, nah, just so nonstop. I haven't I haven't had time to watch much much of anything this week. It's probably well, for the best. We've had a few bad games. Well, I always hear about bloody uh, Rangers and crap, so I'm just going to rant that uh, Chelsea have ma- made top four, and I'm stoked even though we lost to Aston Villa today. That's <laughs> all I've got. <laughs> That's cool. Let's move on to beer of the week, and since you and I are having a bevy, it is the Ben Spoke Crankshaft, cranking IPA, classic beer. I know you love it. The only bad thing about Ben Spoke is there's images of Peter Dutton drinking it. <laughs> is it beer of the week, really? Is no, it's just beer of the day. We're just having a couple. Just, yeah. I do love the Ben Smokes. So ever, ever since I tried it that first time, it goes down like a treat. And um, it's one of my favourites at now. It's just a bit pricey, but that's about it. That's why I got it for your return, sir. I've been <laughs> holding it in the fridge for you. Now, let's get on to news. On May 19th, Andrew Durante announced that he would be retiring at the end of the season at the age of 80, uh, 39. <laughs> uh, Durante currently has played 409 top flight games in Australia and has 24 all-whites caps. Also, he was shot during a game. When he's at Sydney Olympic, <laughs> so I just want to highlight what a career. What's um? What's the most games? How, how, he's currently he's the, currently leader, he's played he? the most amount of A League games and the most amount of top flight. Oh, okay, that's fantastic. That's, that's what that's I mean. A, like, it was a shame that um, I don't know. If you've got it further down the track. It was a shame that uh, Wellington did boo him off. Yeah, because he was a long, you know, a long server. He spent a lot of his career there, and he did did a fantastic job with Wellington. For a long period of time, and it's a shame that he got booed, booed off as it was his last game in, in Wellington, basically. Yeah, that was a bit of a weird one. You could tell it was quite emotional, and we'll get on that a bit more to put in the narrative of the day, but you could tell he was really, like... Yeah. If it, yeah. Because it, it, yeah, it was his... I don't know how many games he spent down there at Wellington, but it was a fair fair load of them, so... Rack. Yeah, you know, he deserved a lot better from the crowd, and it's a shame that it went off that way. But hopefully, they realise and they mm. wish him the best. It's one of those things you got to separate the the team from the player, and especially it, when he's such a, a a big New Zealand player, even though he is Australian. 
Uh, technically. Even at the end, like I get the booze and that yeah. during the game, but at the end of the game, they should have cheered him on mm. and wished him the best. But yeah, it Definitely. didn't. So. But yeah, so we would like to wish him and his family the best for whatever the future holds for them. Hopefully it's in our coaching department because I think he'd be a benefit to us personally. Yeah, I thought that was the whole point of him coming over at some stage. It was because there was a bit more of a coaching role as well as a playing role. So hopefully that continues with us because, yeah, even if you have to coach a, a few dance skills. <laughs> so a bit of inside cricket there, a little yeah, inside sport. Yeah, a, a few little dance moves. But, um, yeah, hopefully he sticks around and becomes some, you know, one of the defending coaches or – anywhere along that line so it'll be good to see i'd love to see him involved even if it was like at um the mpl level or you know what i mean like just have him involved in the club yeah see even that would work if that's well something he's interested in if not if he wants to get go back to new zealand because he spent a lot of his life there i could understand that uh yeah do you want to move on to the next bit which is yeah. probably the best thing happened to us all week um, on May 20th, it was announced Ryan Scott has extended his contract for two years after a, br- a number of breakout performances and being the most consistent player since signing. I'm chuffed at this. Thoughts? I'm, I'm so glad that he's happy to stick around. Like, you know, it, it, it's gone. It's pretty sour end to the season, really. And yet he's, he's happy to stick around, which is fantastic. Like, surely there'd be some better offers out there for someone you know, up and coming like him. He's just absolute star at the moment in, in prime form. One of the... Look, take away the goals that we've conceded. I was just be- about to say that. We've- because of everything else going down. Like, he's probably been one of the best in the A-League. Like, he's conceded, I think it's 14 goals across the last five or six games. Mm-hmm. And you're still saying he's having a good game because he's being let down. Elsewhere. Like, exactly. You can't stop them all, like... Eventually, they're going to slip through, and majority of the ones that he did concede were probably ones that no goalkeeper could save. So, you know, there's not much a keeper can do in those situations where they're just banged from a distance, hit the top corner, or smacked in. You just can't stop all of them. So, it's fantastic what he's done, and it's good to see he signed for two years. And I'm a bit annoyed that it wasn't five years. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was pretty big, wasn't it? Now, onto our NBL side, uh, West United headed down to Mahoney's Reserve on the 22nd of the 5th to take on Nunawading FC. The under-23 the under team won 3-2 with all goals by Agwek. This match was part of the celebration of 50 years of the Nunawading FC, with a few ties to West United, and fun fact, had ex-victory player Ben Calafella on the team sheet. Oh, really? Yeah, just as a little tidbit, uh... This keeps the under-23 team in second place on the ladder. But it was a big deal for Nutter Wadding. They're celebrating 50 years, which is huge. Um, shout out to everyone there. I hope it was a great day. I know they had a few things lined up in celebration. I believe St- Steve Horvat was there, and they screened the Wellington game at 5 p.m. afterwards. So big shout out to everyone there. Yeah. yeah that's, that's good to see. That's what you want to see in uh, you know, situations like that. Just you know, to continue the... What would you say? Like the the party, the celebration going on by watching a bit more A-League afterwards, you know, have the big day, of course, playing each other, and then the celebrations afterwards celebrate the 50 years, of course. So. Yeah, it's really cool. That's a great milestone. Uh, there's no new other signings. Moving on to injuries. Josh Risden's still out with his foot. 
Dalibor Markovic still has an ankle issue. Brad Inman has a hamstring issue. And Aaron Calver, an abductor. Yeah, it's not looking good. A few of those are quite important to us, I would have thought. Yeah, but it shows the fatigue and man management. It's hard, like, travel just on the body. It's actually, if you look really look at it, it's pretty good. There's only four and what? You'd go into class two that would actually get game time. So it, it, it's pretty decent considering the amount of games that we've played over the short period. We've had a bit of a, a consistent flow of injuries, though. Mainly with Rizzo. Yeah. But on that, Pasquale's been out for a little bit. Diamante had his his thing. You know, we've had a few injuries mm. this season which have probably really affected how we're performing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, Pasquale seems to be a bit of an injury-prone pr- player, unfortunately. You well, just get those players that are like that. But it's not – he's got a – He's got. they were talking about in the commentary, he's got this, like, uh, growth happening on his hip. Has he always had hip issues? Well, that's what was happening. There was a growth on his hip, so that he was having trouble. It's a shame. It just happens to some players. Mm. It, it, it's, it's just bad luck, really, because Pasquale could have – you know, I think he – Unfortunately, he did make a bit of a bad move going to AX. Because of Pros of, and cons. He got a lifetime of training there, but it's like, what do you do next? Yeah, and that's where it goes sour, It goes a bit sour. Like, he could have stayed on and grown a bit and got more of a chance at probably a lower club than someone like AX. But I guess, yeah, it's fantastic experience, and you never know. You could have taken off. You've always got to take that gamble. He's still only, like... He's 21. Is he 21? Yeah. He's, he's, still pre- he's still pretty young, though. Like, he can still do well. He might even be young. But, yeah, it, it, it's a... Sh- look, it, he should probably should have stuck around, but I, I, I completely understand why he went over there, and I think he even got an injury while he's over there. I could be wrong about that one. Ryan's normally good on that. I, I'm going to do Ryan's job of fact-checking. But um, if he didn't get injured over there, you know, he, he could really take off, Pasquale. Uh, he's actually 21, you're correct. Uh, yeah. You win this round. That was a fluke. <laughs> Fact-checking. Now, let's move on to around the grounds. So, Jamie McLaren has received some very attractive offers for next season, with Asia likely where he'll go. If he did, this is from Michael Zapponi. Uh, Patrick Kiznorbo, the city coach, has commented, that's what happens when players do well, but I think Jamie's committed uh, here for now and next year. He's happy to stay. I hope he goes. Same. Uh, <laughs> or I hope he signs with us. But um, no, it's, um, I'm surprised he hasn't gone earlier, to be honest, because he's in fantastic form. He has been ever since he's really come to the A-League. He's just absolutely killed it. And I'm surprised that uh, Asian club haven't really picked him up quicker. I'm surprised uh, the City Group haven't moved him on to one of their, like... Uh, I don't, yeah, well, they wouldn't move him on to another one because... I think that what they've got three teams. Manchester City would never make be no. good there. Uh, the American one, I forgot which one it is. They get a lot of European elder. They also that, that's ha- where European superstars retire. Mm. And City also, generally, they get also them. have a like a K League team. I think uh, whatever um, thing I was coaching at. Was oh a, really? Yeah, I think he should move on. I think he's too good for this league at, the, at this age. Definitely. Like, he's comfortable and all that shit, but I think he should be doing more. Look, there's always the other option, which is good. I hope he does stay in a way, well, besides the fact that he plays City, because 
it's what Australia need. Mm. They need players to, you know, good players to stay and, you know, kill it through the league. Set and the make standard. it better. Yeah, set the standard and, and do a lot better. And players like McLaren can, can start, kickstart this. Exactly. And it'd be good for the rest of the sides, uh, the rest of his side, the youth development as well. So it's a, that's a good perspective on it, Scott. Does leave City and comes with us. So yeah. That's what we need. Yeah, exactly. We need a 20-goal season. <laughs> Imagine Diamante McLaren. That'd be amazing. Let's move on to a, like a contentious one here. Max Burgess has agreed to a two-season deal with Sydney FC three months after leaving Western United. His rival could coincide with the exit of midfielder Alexander Baumjohan, whose two-year contract with the Champions expires at the end of June. So he could play Champions League. Thoughts? Really? Yes. Well, we all knew what was going to happen. That, mm. uh, that was his intentions to start with. I think his manager really wanted him over there. And once his mind set, his mind was set. He was never, he was never really going to come back. And he did come back for, what, one or two games? And he just looked completely out of form. And I hope... Look, for me, being a Western United fan, I hope it goes badly for him because I'm quite annoyed with the way it turned out. He could have gunned it and done his best for this season and moved on to the end of next season, mm. but he didn't. So as a Western fan, I'm not really happy and I hope it doesn't go well for him. I, I think... For the A-League, I probably wish it goes well for him, but yeah. yeah. He's a good player. Um I feel like he's just wasted six, well a season of his playing career, which could have really pushed him to new heights. Imagine what another f- season of that, because he only really did like the the back end of last season had a really a really solid like performances. Like it's not like he did a whole season of consistent playing. So imagine what kind of contract he could have done if he had a backed up that with an, another whole season with us firing on all cylinders. Yeah, well, in a, for, for his view, he could have been looking elsewhere outside of Australia where well, money would have been bigger because he was hitting that really good form. It did take him a while. And I must give Western United credit. Like, I don't think it was just Burgess because we seem to be bringing the best out of the, the certain style players. Mm. Like Berger, we brought him up. He was he was okay. He was good at Wellington, mm. but he didn't take that next level. Come to Western United, he took that level. Parias is now taking that next level with Western United, and we've also done it with Lockie Wales, which mm. City couldn't do. Payne. C- Payne as well. He's had his, some of his best seasons ever. Yeah, he has, but he's always been that a pretty decent player. But look at Wales. Wales was pretty mm. average for City. He only ever come on as a sub, and even when he was that, he couldn't put the shot away. Mm. And now we've got him firing. We'd, we've basically done what we've done with Burjo. To, to Wales, and now Wales is just an absolute beast. But, um, yeah, it's it, it seems to be a thing that Western United are doing well. So whatever mm. is going in that department, keep it. I'm happy mm. with that. It's mm. fantastic. We just need to use it more. Yeah, 100%. Uh, moving on to another one. Diego Castro is one of a number of players that Perth Glory are in talks with to re-sign. That is according to their CEO... It was announced at a press conference today that Ufak Tale has signed a two-year contract extension that will keep him as head coach at Wellington. I think that's good. They're doing well. Um, I was hoping we can steal him. <laughs> Could you imagine the chance going around there? <gasps> you fuck. You fuck. 
<laughs> so I think that's all we have for news. But the grudge, it would be so fantastic if we went all that for him because imagine the hate Wellington would, the the rival match that we would have between them because we stole two of their good managers. A thing that I haven't included here that we should really talk about, Ulysses DeVee signed a, a, like a three-year deal with MacArthur. Where? When does that start? Next season. next season. So is he still playing with Wellington? Yeah, he was, uh, he's injured at the moment. Oh, okay. But so could you imagine them with him? Any team with him's good. Yeah. Well, look, MacArthur aren't... They're overrated at the moment. I, I don't see much of them. They've they're got inconsistent. one... That, that Derbyshire, he, he's fantastic. They're, I don't know if he's still there next year. They're Spanish guy that I can't... The what Captain Milligan, he's he's gone. He isn't... He's been good much. for them though. He's he's like a Durante or whatever. He's yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Like you right. got to have that experienced player in the back who doesn't take shit. Did you hear what he said to Rudy Gestead? No, things Rudy Gestead. Oh, oh shot. Whoever the like um the striker is for Victor, I forget. Um, he he said he's the worst striker that they've ever had on camera. Archie Thompson. Well, look, he's probably not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, pretty funny. But yeah, that's a big deal. Like, because I would have taken him in a heartbeat. He's yeah. amazing. Like. He'd be, he's worth the money. Well, he's almost old enough for us to get now. Exactly. <laughs> he's a little bit young too. Do you want to move on to the game review? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Nor do I, but we've got to do it. So, on Saturday the 22nd of May, Western United flew to New Zealand after a week break. The Knicks, who have played out of Wollongong, returned home for the first time this season, and their fans showed up in droves. 24,105 to be exact, settling the league's highest attendance this season and the highest for the Knicks in their history. West United went down to a dominating Knicks 3-0 with Andrew Durante likely playing his last professional football game in his adoptive home. The narrative is almost a fairy tale, and I think most neutrals would agree it is. It was a great sight to see that many people at the cake tin. What were your thoughts on it? It was fantastic to see... Look, well... Wellington to be back, it's good to see games back in Wellington, and it's good to see the support that that really missed the, the A League. It's it's great to see, and I, I I hope that continues. And it wasn't just a one off game. I hope it's every single game yeah. down there at Wellington to really make it unique for him. We'll move on to the lineup, and it was pretty standard Rudan style tactics here. Rudan Wall, yeah. Style. The only thing that really stuck stood out to me was Seb Pasquale got to go. Uh, any comments on the lineup? Uh, well, look, it's the typical same old Rudin ball. I've pretty sh- pretty sure I've made it very clear how and uh, annoyed I am with the lineup. Well, we played four centre backs, a, a centre defend, and a couple of left and right back. Like, that's too many defenders. Like. To me, the moment you play that many defenders, you know you're parking the bus. You know you're not really pushing forward. You know you're not trying to play exciting football. And you know you're not ready to push towards a goal. Mm. There's, currently, the stole is they're trying to hope that Wales, Borussia and Parias will run onto a ball. And they're just not... Borussia's always too far behind. He's too slow. He's not that pacey attacker that you need. And then, it, as for the other two, it, it, like obviously it's just not working. Yeah, hundred percent. We are like our tactics are very predictable. People just catch us off guard. We're always caught on the the like transition. We can't, we have trouble moving forward. It's pretty stagnant to watch at times and frustrating. I think 
you, you hit the nail on the head there with talking about how they were relying on Wales or Pariah to move the ball forward. There was a, literally a moment where Pariah's had the ball moving forward and he had to hold the ball and wait for Borussia to get there. Mm. We obviously are not syncing up our play and are not good enough at this point in time to keep playing this way. What What's... Like, how can change not be made? We're like, this is our fifth loss. That, that's the biggest issue. Change has not been made. And that's why I've made it very clear on a lot of, you know, social Public media forums that, that Rudin is, it's, I think it's time for Rudin because he is the head honcho. Mm. He is the one making the, the decisions. And he is the one still hasn't changed his play. Like, he's been playing nonstop, def- you know, too way too many defenders. Now, I get we're conceding a lot of goals because everyone keeps blaming defenders, of course. But it, we keep conceding goals because you know we've got too many defenders on the pitch. But it's a full team; it's all eleven that count. You need you need no more than four defenders, maybe five at max. A centre defence that's really good at you know put the mm. ball at put put the ball across the midfield. But currently we're playing six or seven defenders, and that's just too much. Like the defense is supposed to give it to the midfield, which which will then put the ball to the forwards, and then keep it down there. And if their defenders get the ball and try and you know push forward, that's when the midfield step up and get and try and get win the ball back mm. before it gets to our defense. But currently we've our midfield is a defense, so you know they're automatically going straight back rather than trying to push the ball forward and get it out and making, you know, putting pressure on other teams' defence. And that's where we're all failing. We're playing way too many. We're playing probably two more defenders than we, centre-backs than we should. Two is enough. Two is enough and then we should have left left back and right back to help push the ball forward. Proper left backs and full back, like left backs and right back. Yeah, currently we're playing, you know, wingers. And it's just not, it's just not right. And, And that's what, Look, you can blame Riston because he's you know you can't. That blame has Riston. impacted it, like, but that, you can't say game. that because Riston's out. That's not why we're doing mm. it because we've got replacements. Someone like Puitzer or Cal. Well, Cal was injured as well at the moment. But he wasn't though, and he's had some good games. And he would be more, more better. I'll, I still think a fullback, mm. four at the back, and that's it. Let's have three midfielders. Let's have uh, you know Ica Sanchez. Diamante in the midfield or Giselle. Giselle would be good to see in the I'm midfield as well. Because he Giselle. Giselle is a player that likes to push the ball forward. Mm. Him and Diamante, we've got currently we play with one, and that's mm. Diamante. And he's the only one that's willing to push the ball forward. But here's the problem with Diamante. He's too risky. How many times do we concede the ball after one of his touches? Look, that's the whole point. I'm of not having field. a go. Yeah, no, I'm no. just saying we're unable to get past that point because there's nothing in front of him, mm. and he's having to do these outlandish, crazy passes. Which, but, the, but that's that's the the style we're at. He's got nothing to mm. give it to. I know. Like if he had someone like Giselle or another really solid midfielder ready to give it give it a crack, like Sanchez or Ica, Ica. even Ica. Ica is who I want to. I haven't seen enough of Ica this season. No, he's it, it's got ever since we've started losing, we've it's, we've seen less of Ica. Mm. When we were winning, Ica was always on the team. I'm we, not saying it's just Ica, but like he's helping that midfield slash forward keep the ball down mm. there and put pressure on. And Borussia, look, I, I think he's too slow. I it, think he's. I love Borussia. I'm a big fan of Borussia, but 
if you look at the teams that are, are winning and up on the ladder at the moment, they're getting goals. They're striking. McLaren, as we said earlier, 20 goals this season. Mm. Like, like he, he's, Bruce is just getting himself in the wrong positions. He's fantastic. He would be fantastic if he had, you know, Parais or Ica or, or someone just crossing the ball into him because that's Bruce's specialty, putting, it, putting the ball in from across. But anything else, he is failing at. The current style we're having is we've got three centre defence, a couple other right backs and wing backs. We've got too many defenders, which then make Borussia pointless because our style of play is kick the ball forward and let the boys run onto it. Borussia's not a person to run onto the ball and try and push push towards a goal. He's too mm. slow. Defenders I- run past him. And not just that, he, he'll try to do something fancy and he just doesn't have the finesse. Yeah, look... We, let's not shit on Borussia, because he's, like... The he, thing he's is... He's playing out we, of position. He's being played, though. Like, we don't have any alternatives. When the signing was made, last year we lucked out. They had Scott McDonald and they had Borussia. It's like, let's see how this pans out. The way we're trying, the style we're playing right now... It, um, McDonald would probably loved because he's yeah. got that speed and he's willing to run onto a ball. Mm. Borussia doesn't. That's what Borussia doesn't have. He doesn't have the speed and he doesn't can't run onto a ball. So, and that and that's where again I go. I bl- put the blame on Rudin because he's what? playing the wrong players in the wrong style of play. Well, it's a double edged blade. Like I don't know who runs recruitment at the club. It's. I wouldn't take it on recruitment. It's just but the like, way they're playing. You've only got the cards you've got, yeah? I understand that Like we're playing... Our strategy doesn't work currently. I get that. But it's like the man management. Where's the? Who's the person that said, hey, let's have another punt on Borussia? He did 18 last year or 20 or whatever it was. Yeah. Look, Borussia could have stepped up again this year. He might even step up again next year. Like He did one of these seasons a few years ago at Victory and that's when I went all hate on him. And then he st- stood up last year. I just think it's the style of play because, yeah, we're not playing the style of play that really suits him. And that's why he's gone bad. And, and start, now he's starting to have all the negative thoughts and mm. it's starting to get to his head a lot. Yeah. But, but yeah, it all comes down to the style of play and we're just not playing the right people in the right positions in the right style. Or have the right people for those positions. And well, we, that, we probably do if you go into the reserves – you know, you go into the the list. I know. I'm just saying. I'm not sure about how, how fast Shepard is, but Shepard could be a, a, a more of a speedier player. But with their style of play right now, you need a fast paced player, and mm. Wales isn't really a striker. No, we've pushed him into that role. He's more of a he's more of a ringer, uh, a winger that would yeah. put the ball into a stri- a, a fast paced striker, or have a shot on goal if required. Yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where we're at now, and that and that's why I keep going to the blame of Rudin, and I get no one likes to see, you know, someone at their club get the sack or mm. anything like that. It, it's terrible, but at the end of the day, if you want to win, mm. you've got to make changes, and our tactics, our style of play, the, the choices of players that we're using right now, it all comes down to Rudin. Mm. Get rid of Rudin, put a fresh new person in there. I can guarantee shit will change. We will probably start winning. Yeah. Let's move on. Cause I think we've said all we can say yeah. on it. Yeah. It's a, it's something needs to happen. We, yeah. Something needs to happen, whether that be excellent recruiting, like 
we're obviously in next season mode, I guess, right now. Like, we'll talk more in the, about what's happening in the future in a minute. But um, I'd like to just bring up a really fun thing right now. Scott, can you just look at the referee? Can you spot him as to which team he's playing for? Oh, sorry, just for everyone playing at home, well, we've got the replay on. He's probably playing for Wellington, but he looks like Western United. He was actually quite fair on the day, which I'll give him that. Oh, but yeah, I didn't see The that. first half of the game, he's currently wearing a dark black T-shirt just- with yellow highlights, which... Looks a bit like a Wellington kit. Could also be confused for a Western United kit. Poor kit choice on the day. You said first half. Did they change? Yeah, in the second half, he comes out with a red shirt. Where? Why the hell did he not make that decision pre-game? Like, I understand. Look, probably not him. Either side's not benefiting from that. No, there's no benefit from it. Like, oh, that's yellow. Uh, sorry, Wellington would because they're yellow. They're obvious. To yeah, see. but we but wore black United, with our backs turned, we're a spitting image of the ref. Yeah. And the ref actually has a bit of green on his collar, if you look closely. Mm. Like, that's really terrible choice by um, whoever chooses the referee kits. Maybe guess. he just felt good that day. He was just feeling himself, you know what I mean? I, I, well, I, don't, I don't think it was their fault. I think it would be more they've been told. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. They would, surely the refs would have said, look, guys, we matched them. <laughs> and then... You know, management would have said, no, nah, they're green, you're black. Mm. Like, just something stupid like that. But Yeah. Let's, um, sorry, I just wanted to highlight for you, it's just a little bit of fun tidbit from the day. And I'll just give a little bit of a game summary, then we'll get into final comments, player of the year. So Wellington felt like they dominated possession throughout the game, and they had about 53%. And that really showed that how they worked the ball forward consistently and were able to have as twice as many shots on target. Hamed was hungry after netting two against City just days prior and was on the attack, but it was Lewis who opened up the scoring in the 33rd minute with a great left foot shot from outside the box. Piscopo and Hamed followed suit over the next 30 minutes, and it felt like an uphill battle in the Cape Tin. I think we we just didn't make the batter right that day. No, look, there's so many factors. Like, yeah. I saw the moment we started parking the bus, I knew mm. Wellington were winning. The fact that Wellington were at home... They were never going to lose it, no matter who they were versing. Really, it was a good. It's a good story. Like, well, they were like they had state fans at the airport for Christ's sake. Like, it's they had to win it. I love seeing that. Like, to be honest, take yourself away from being a Western United fan. That's so cool to see that level of appreciation in the A League. Yeah, and that's what you want to see. You... There's so much dismissive narrative about this league, which is such a good league and fun league to be a fan of, regardless of your team. Yeah, but, but between. Um, club politics and all that jazz. It was good to see. 17,000 people were excited to see their team play. Uh, uh, 21,000. It was 21, shit. Yeah, like, dude, I said it at the start. Oh, like, 20,999 because we had one. <laughs> actually, <laughs> but it's fantastic to see that. Uh, let me tell you that exactly. Just give me it to my notes. It's fantastic to see. 24,105. Shit. So 24,104. Uh, Wellington fans, one Western United fan. <laughs> Shout out Jorgo. And uh, yeah, he did cop shit too. That yeah, game. they were they were in his There's space. a couple of like, kids giving it to him. That's like the most un-Wellington thing ever. Yeah, no, Wellington's normally been all, every time I've heard stories about Wellington, they've been fantastic support down there. Mm. Besides that one couple of kids, and then they come up to our one supporter that we had there and started flipping getting his off. face, flipping me off, throwing. They were throwing things at him. That Wellington. Whoever the hell they are, fix them up because yeah. you guys, we look. Everyone looks at you guys as the number one place to go. Yeah. Let's move on to probably the the highlight for all Wu fans out there, 
Adesu Bayou made his debut for the club after some great performances in our NPL 3 team. What were your thoughts on the youngster? Um, it's It was fantastic to get another young young one out there. Mm. To like It was good to see some exciting action. Like, you know, he, he may not have scored a goal that much, but it was good to see get, you've got to break the ice mm. with these players and we need some more action up the front there and, and that's what he provided. He, like, he put it, a bit of speed behind it and a few things like that. So it's what we really needed. And for a player like that to probably start one match, like we're him with Wales and Parise, if this is the style of play we're playing, mm. put him up front. He's got this pace. That gives you the opportunity for the defenders to bomb it long and see mm. if he can run onto it and score a goal. He might actually, mm. it might actually find himself in the A League. That's what's the thing. I was so excited when I saw him added to the team sheet. They did a little write up because it was the first time he travelled since coming to Australia. I just, yeah, it was huge. You, you can see he's a little bit rusty and. Oh, it would have been working. more nerves. Yeah, yeah 100%. A and that's what I mean, Rusty, not as a negative light. But to me, that was the most excited I felt during the whole game because it was unpredictable. You weren't going to see the pain triple deke. You weren't going to see it, which is, you know how pain runs up yeah, the side, does yeah. it? Which I love pain, but he often can be predictable with his runs. It's We were doing different things. I actually didn't think he would... Start, get a get game time and I saw he come on the bench mm. but I actually thought Shepard would be in the one that would come on mm. so it was actually fantastic to see like, I, look I haven't seen Shepard there shout out to Roods I haven't said Shepard but I, 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 it was good to see the youngster come on and provide something and I, I would love to see him start and see what damage like he's broken the nerves the nerves are out of the system a bit now so let's see what happens with a bit more game time and a bit more confidence Backing in with, backing in with him. So, I would like to see more. Hundred percent, me too. Now, any final comments for the game? Screw you, Nix. <laughs> give, give us you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now let's move on to player of the year. Now I'll start with Kelsey, uh, just because I got it ready. Uh, he did three to uh, Parise for most attacking play with five shots and one shot assist. Diamante, second most shots with two, most on target with two and three shot assist, and one to Uzcock, most jewels with 14, most jewels one at 10, and all six aerial jewels. So he had a pretty good innings. Now move on to everyone and do you last, Scott, if that okay? Yeah, go for it. Sweet. So Jay did three to Scott, two to DP, one to Amai. Leb did three to Scott, two to Durante, one to Barisha. I did three to DP, two to my boy Bayou. Shout out for your, your debut, brother. And one to Scott. Uh, I'm probably going to go to th- three to Scott because, again, without him, we would have lost six now. I don't know how he does it, but he's just a fantastic keeper. And I would love to see him with a, a decent, you know, Rest of the side or de- different b- tactics. Not getting burnt cost- constantly. Like, if the ball wasn't down the, that end for, you know, 60% of the game, just the, the standard game, he'd probably keep clean sheet after clean sheet with his skills. Most clean sheets in a row. He probably could. But, but yeah, it's just not happening that way. Um, I'm going to give two votes to... I'm going to give it to Hamill. Hamill... Look, I understand everyone hates, thinks defenders are the problem. He- I, I, I get people blame... These defenders. One specific person, but it's the whole lead up and play. Oh, everyone blames defenders because they think that's where it happens. If the ball wasn't in the defense 24-7, they wouldn't have to worry. Hmm. They have got they can't trust other the, the midfield and forwards at the moment. 
So for it to, like you look at our stats, all of our stats is defenders, defenders. They're the only ones up there. They're, we're at A-League level. We're not in Europe level. We're at A-League level. Defenders will make st- mistakes. Mm. Every club, has, every game, both sides, defenders have an error. Mm. Difference is other teams are capitalising on our errors because the ball's constantly there. Mm. So, you know, pl- players like Hamill and Durante and all that are, are going to mess up. It's just standard. It's just it's obvious because we do lose by big numbers, and the ball is down there twenty four seven. But if the ball wasn't there twenty four seven, these players would look like absolute stars with the amount of work they do. So hundred percent. That's why I'm giving t- two to Hamill. And you won. And me one. Me one's going to go to probably Bayou. Bayou for getting his appearance out. He showed some lightning pace out there, and. That's the shit I want to see. I want to see if this is our style of play for the rest of the season until, you know, maybe something might happen. He's the, he's the type of player I want to see, so I want to give him a vote for that. And Hopefully he listens to the pod and um, he gains a bit of confidence the next time comes out and kicks that trick. 100%. <laughs> uh, now, let's move on to the top five. Ryan Scott on 105, Diamante on 93, Tomoki Amai on 80, Hockey Wales on 75, and DP on 66. So on Friday the 20th of May, West United take on Melbourne Victory at Amy Park in the 7.05 time slot. I think one of the saving graces thus far this season has been able to stay undefeated by the victory. Do you think this is a must-win for us? Wow. Look, there's, there's still a chance for finals. That's the thing. Very slim. If I we can win the next three and all the other teams are assassinated by Anthrax, we got this. Yeah, there's a small chance. Do we deserve finals? No. Not of, the Not of recent performances. Re- recent performance. But should we beat victory? Yes. Uh, I'll, it'll be another losing to anyone else. You know, fair mm. enough. Losing to victory. We haven't lost to them yet. Surely we can't lose to them. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if we can get the next nine points, because we've got three games left, we could end up anywhere from like I think six to nine, uh, six to ninth. So we've got a real option here, and what we w- don't want to do is have to play off uh, to play off for a F- freaking FFA. FFA Cup slot, which uh, I think is cool that we're probably making the FFA Cup exclusive to some degree. I think that's good. Yeah. I think that's good. It gives it value. Yeah, this is for me. This is a must win for us because we need to keep up that. We can't lose to victory. I, yeah. I hate losing to victory in city. Yeah. So just in general, we it, can't lose to that. There's still top. What is it? Top six. Top six. Still a chance. Mm. Like we, you know, it's very slim, but it can happen. If we make, I don't want to go ahead of myself and I want to jump the gun, but if we make finals, we've probably got one of the best lists. Mm. Like, I get we're going shit at the moment. People laugh at that, but pull each player on their own and look at their performance prior to the the big downfall. You can even pull off their performances. Mm. Every single game, including the downfall, like we we actually have one of the better lists. What's the thing and on paper? We are solid. It's just we're City of, losing a few of their players soon. Anyone can win this. Yeah, well, Oli Roos didn't take many people at all. Whether or not they're actually allowed to take many people is the real question. Uh, well, they <laughs> left Wales out, which was a joke, but it's good for us though. What would you like to see from the lineup? Just say two things you'd like to see. Quick, more attacking pl- players. Mm. And probably a different striker. Yep, me too. 
I'd like to see Bayou get another go or Agwek as well from our MPL team. I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see Shepard. Yes. I want to see some. Yes. I want to if that's here's the thing. If we're sucking, I want to go out guns blazing with some youth. I want to. I want to blood them for next season. I got a new two quick two word thing. Yeah, four to four and back, mm. and Shepard. Yeah, I'll take that. Then by four and back, that means you can't put any more defenders anywhere <laughs> else. <laughs> uh, Rudin will find a way. Yeah. Well, at the moment, he should probably stick Borussia in, as a centre defence. Because Borussia does well in that area. And maybe stick MI as striker. Because <laughs> he could probably do a good striker he role. Could pro- he could do any role on that. Could you imagine MI as a striker? Like, when they put the ball long, mm. he'd just boss people out the road and then he'd be one-on-one with a goalie. Like, why are we not playing him out as striker? And he'd and knock Bruce someone him. down with possession of the ball and then get a penalty. Because you know why? Because he's a pimp. That's <laughs> like, I'm a, like, to be honest, I love Ryan Scott, for, but for me, Tomoki Amai has probably been one of my favourite players to watch the season. The versatility, he's had his ups and downs, but as a quality player who's played nearly every minute for us, he's... Easy in our top five any day of the week. Look, he he, he was going backwards. So I know a he few was, other people weren't uh, too in love with him yeah. to realise that. But he was going backwards. And then we then he had that break, which was really badly needed. Mm. He had that break and he's just come back like a boss. Yeah. Between him, Wales and Scott, our best three players by far. I think that comes down to the way he's been managed though. He's been rotating roles, just never getting a break. No. And that... Man- yeah. Management. Again, yeah, management. Like, you know, there was no hate on Amai. And that's where he probably should have had a game off. We can easily afford it. We've got a few others. It was Cock, Durante, and Oliver could have done it. But, you know, give, you sh- they should have given him a break. But it's panned out well, and at the moment he's in boss level. Like, he can only do so much, and yeah. so can all the other defenders. Exactly. Do you think the score prediction will be? Um, well, it's going to be a tough one, to be honest. Like, if victory go off any other team that's versus and just non-stop attack us, mm. they'll get one. But I actually think we'll we, we win this one. I, I have a feeling 3-1. I think it's going to be a close one, 2-1. And because old Keane has been coming and it's not too bad. I've only seen a few like highlight reels of their last couple of games. But I reckon they'll get that new manager bounce still. But yeah, 2-1, us. But it's going to be a... a, a like it's going to be a, a fight. I know? reckon they will score first too. Yeah, and we'll have to score. chase. We oh. love chasing a win. Hmm. It's what we do. Now, on Monday, we back up Friday night's game at Amy Park again against the Bulls with one game apiece and bragging rights up for the line for their first season. How do you think this is going to play out? Because they are one of the most inconsistent teams of this season. Yeah. That's Same a, with us. That's a though, real but. tough one. Like, You don't know which team you're going to get that day. Yeah, with, with MacArthur, they're up and down. They're, they're, they're just all over the place. And it really depends on how they go... The game over the weekend, well, mm. it'll be early. I think it's tomorrow night or something like that. Yeah. Whatever they play, it depends on how they go there. Hopefully they boss that game because then you know you're going to get shit MacArthur yeah. the following week. But, um, but but then again, it also depends on how we, we pull the victory up. game. Like If we manage to step up and build a bit of confidence against victory, we, we might go into the game with our heads high instead of down low. And again, it will come down to Deep tactics. in defence. Deep in defence. You know, obviously, you can almost call it now. Bruce will start again this week. Hopefully, the following week, he won't start. Mm. But again, Rudin's been playing him nonstop. One of our oldest players there has been pushed every single game. Yeah, with very little breaks. Yeah, so that doesn't really help. But um, yeah, look, hopefully it goes well. It's two very winnable games mm. if we find our form of walk all over him. But yeah, 
it's hard to judge with both these clubs. I'd like to see a lot of squad rotation into this game. Give some fresh legs, a few different people. Calvers available. Uh, yeah, just a little bit more rotation. Maybe Inman get a bit more game time because he's really been underutilized this season. Season same with Iguarachana. Uh, score prediction. It's t- I feel it's hard to call. I'm going to nail this on the coffin. Neil, Neil. Oh, it's going to be a fucking terrible game. Nah, Derbyshire is going to light us up again. No, nah, I reckon. I reckon it would be MacArthur's shit game. We're still not. We'll still probably have seven defenders. And yeah, <laughs> I'm just calling it a nil nil. Our best centre back's Ryan Scott. Uh, we should probably have Kurto in the back there as well. Just can we, can you play two keepers? <laughs> you can just Kurto can't use his hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's it's gonna be like that Mighty Ducks movie, like you know the third one, D three, the Mighty Ducks, but. Which which match? The third one in the yeah. Mighty Ducks when um, yeah, Goldberg uh, like pretends to be like, oh yeah, the final yeah, ma- the yeah. final game oh, yeah, yeah, yeah final game yeah. yes and then Kurt and goals and Ryan Scott's the fake one <laughs> bam Ryan Scott's bolting down the field gets a <laughs> he, goal he's doing a he's doing a Liverpool moment of course he's he's doing an Allison moment just go down and header a goal <laughs> wins it. That's. I, I think it's going to be like a one to a two one kind of situation again. I just it's going to be a nail biter, and hopefully we can get the win. Uh, Maybe we can't kick one goal. What chance do we have kicking two? We we haven't uh, scored. I, I did like, just finish. We haven't scored three. in like five hundred minutes. I did just finish going three one um, against Victory, but yeah. <laughs> any active updates for the Friday night game? Get get down there. We want full voice. Pre-game pub is probably going to be. I think it's Corner Hotel. Nice. I like the Corner Hotel. Good music. I haven't, I haven't been there yet, so... I oh, haven't you? I've been to... No, we've only done one game there. So we'd like to make that our home now, so... Mm, I'm down. I um, would like to say I've seen Napalm Death there, as well as the lovely Blood Duster. Okay. Go down to the Corner Hotel. So, yeah, we'll head down there as early as you can and Come be loud. We don't... This is this is a time we need to be the 12th band. We need to get behind the boys and... It's, let's get boys. three points. I think that's all for us. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe... Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and all that jazz. Send us a review. Make a lo- funny comment. Uh, send us a message on Anchor. We'll show you Scott's ones next week because I believe you won't be able to make it. So I was saving it for Kelsey. Look, I, I could probably make it. Uh, it'll have to be over the phone, of course, or maybe a, a little, we might, we might phone you little feature from uh, Hamilton on. But um, yeah. Yeah. So not a problem. Uh, all West, aren't we? All West, aren't we?